My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here. That you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. With your permission, Lord, here present with us in the Most Blessed Sacrament, we'll speak just briefly about um, what's called a love story. And it's not, um, it's not a love story you'd find <clears throat> um, you know, covered in you know, three seasons on, in, a, in a show. It's not a love story you could find in any short book. Uh, and in fact, it's, it's the love story between you and your people. Which is why I think that the church in her wisdom, when considering which books of the Hebrew Bible should be part of sacred scripture, part of the canon of scripture, they chose to include the Song of Songs, which we read from tonight for our first reading. The Song of Songs, it's, it's, it's love poetry. Hark, my lover, here he comes. Springing across the mountains, leaping across the hills, my lover is like a gazelle or a young stag. My lover speaks, he says to me, Arise, my beloved, my dove, my beautiful one, and come. For see, the winter is past, the rains are over and gone, the flowers appear on the earth, the time of pruning the vines and come, and the song of the dove is heard in our land. Arise, my beloved, my beautiful one, and come. Let me see you, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet, and you are lovely. It is unlike any other book of the Bible. In tone, in, in type, in, in, um, in the type of prose that it is. And yet we include it. Because the church is, is well aware of, of this divine love story, Lord. That it can indeed be interpreted as your pursuit of us. That through the ages you have relentlessly pursued us in love. That through the ages your love has not failed. That you are indeed in love with us. There's no, one explana- no other explanation for the lengths that you will go to for our redemption. When any other person would have given up on us generation after generation after generation of people rejecting your covenant. You did not. You renewed your covenant time and time again through your prophets. And then, not pleased to simply renew your covenant in word and in sacrifice, You choose to form an everlasting covenant in yourself. 
in your very body. We hear, as a young man marries a virgin, so the Lord will marry you. And when the people of Israel were unfaithful, they described themselves as being like an unfaithful bride to you. And our Lord, you, Lord, describe yourself as the bridegroom, the one who makes his bride his own, who makes her a part of his family, who forms an everlasting covenant with her. And that is what you've done for us. I think this is something that the church in her wisdom, once again, really needs us to understand. This is not an ideology. This is not a set of rules. To be a Christian is not not just a way of life. It's a relationship. It's a covenant. It's a marriage. between God and man. And then, Lord, when we understand our relationship with you in this way, actually living the Christian life starts to make some semblance of sense. Just yesterday, I was sitting down with a young couple for their first of five meetings for marriage prep. I love marriage prep. Um, and this young couple, they're wonderful. They have known each other since middle school. They only started dating a few years ago. But they are really wonderfully, madly in love. And they're in it to win it, and they're wanting to do the right thing. But when a little bit of the veil was pulled back from, you know, of, of the beauty of this sacrament of matrimony, how a husband and wife become a living sign of God's love in the world. Their eyes became the size of saucers and their jaws dropped. Because I'm not sure they had ever heard of the dignity of their union. So we walked through the marriage rite, and as part of that, there's a beautiful nuptial blessing. And part of the blessing says this, O God, who consecrated the bond of marriage by so great a mystery that in the wedding covenant you foreshadowed the sacrament of Christ and his church. The wedding covenant, the union of husband and wife, that complete gift of one person to another that is forever, that is faithful, that is fruitful, that foreshadowed Throughout all the ages, that relationship of love foreshadowed the sacrament of Christ in this church. The sign that we celebrated today and celebrate in worship now. That you are truly here. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. You say, I'm yours. Will you be mine? What a tremendous mystery that is that you have loved us in this way. Going back to that beautiful reading from Song of Songs, chapter 2, 
Lord, you are madly in love with us. You pursue us as one madly in love. Here you come, springing across the mountains, leaping across the hills, like a gazelle or a young stag. Lord, you pursue us as a people and as individuals. And so many of the saints and so many of the poets throughout the ages have found, Lord, that they ran away from you their entire life, not really knowing that they were running away from you. And as soon as they turned around to seek you, they found you right there on their heels. Lord, you you made it clear to them that you had never given up on them, that you were always there, even as they ran away, especially as they ran away. You have been called by the poets the hound of heaven, the one who relentlessly pursues us in love. One of the poets has said, I fled him down the nights and down the days. I fled him down the arches of the years. I fled him down the labyrinthine ways of my own mind and in the midst of tears. I hid from him and under running laughter. Upvisted hopes I sped and shot precipitated adown titanic glooms of chasmed fears from those strong feet that followed, followed after. But with unhurrying chase and unperturbed pace, deliberate speed, majestic instancy, they beat, and a voice beat more instant than the feet. All things betray thee who betrayest me. Lord, you relentlessly pursue us. You are a madman, madly in love with us. St. Josemaria describes how wonderfully in love you are with us as he meditates on the way of the cross. on that station where Jesus has his face wiped by Veronica. He quotes Isaiah, There is no beauty in him, nor comeliness, and we have seen him. And there was no sightliness that we should be attracted to him. Despised in the most abject of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with infirmity, And his look was, as it were, hidden and despised. Whereupon we esteemed him not. And then he says, And the Son of God is passing by. A madman, madly in love. Lord, sometimes all we need to do is is look at you. Look at you upon the cross. Look at you here. At the lengths you will go to for love of us and then understand once again how deep your love is for us. Simply look at you. Look at him. And seeing him, can we ever fear penance? Can we ever fear to approach him? 
because he has gone to such great lengths for love of us, for mercy. Nothing will keep us from the love of God, as Paul has written. Nothing. And if we find, Lord, that we are once again having a hard time, we're going through you know, our ups and our downs in the spiritual life, perhaps we feel far from you. Perhaps we will find comfort in the presence of Our Lady, as Elizabeth did. That hearing her voice, seeing her faithfulness, knowing the comfort of having such a wonderful, beloved mother, we too may rejoice. May we, we, we may rejoice again. So Lord, we ask a particular, perhaps an end of Advent grace. Lord, renew in us that love. Enkindle in us again the fire of your love. There could not be a greater gift to receive this Christmas, to fall in love once again with you, to have that love renewed, to enter into that covenant once again. Through penance and forgiveness and rejoice at the coming of you once again into our hearts this Christmas. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you've communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.